to Once I Watched a Disney, a series on Disflix and tidbits where I bring on a guest or guests and talk about a Disney movie from our past and try to remember all the little things about it. Then rewatch it to see if the Disney movie has stood the test of time, a Disflix and tidbits nostalgia experiment. I, of course, am Cassie, and since it's Once I Watched a Disney, that means I am not alone. For this week's episode, I have Matt and Christina, aka Daddy Does Disney. And Mama Does Disney from Twitter and Disney at a Distance podcast. Yay. Hi. Hey, that's us. <laughs> hey. How are you two doing? We are We're good. good. So I am glad that you guys are on here and doing this with me. So glad that I can cross podcasts finally. <laughs> Never cross the streams. Never cross the streams. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, for my listeners, do you two want to introduce yourselves a little bit more? Talk about your Twitter account, the other podcasts that you're on, anything else you like to plug? Uh, well, I started because I uh, was planning a trip for her family that ended up just being with my family, and spent like uh, a year building like a guide for them to read that was ended up being like a hundred something pages and. So when I actually started planning this trip, I was like, I could probably share this information with people and whatnot. So I started my Twitter and my blog and whatnot that I didn't follow through with. But that led me to the Twitter sphere. And I met all these kind people and started a podcast. So we came back called Disney at a Distance with all my Twitter friends and whatnot. And whatnot. As one does. As one does. As was the style at the time. And I am just a Twitter hanger on. Yeah, I got tired of her stealing my phone, so I set her up an account. I just wanted to see what was happening. The, the, uh, v would definitely agree that the, the tea is very hot on Disney, and I just, I really kind of just wanted to see what was happening in the in the Dis Twitterverse. Yeah, there's and, a and lot to tea. <laughs> There's a lot of tea to be had, and that's another plug for another podcast. Another podcast on the on the Distwits Network. <laughs> Please check them out at the Distwits Network on Podbean, iTunes, and yada yada yada. <laughs> yeah, and you can get the tea with V's while you're there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so before we get into the film that you two chose. Um, let's help the, my listeners get to know you two a little bit better with um, some Disney-based questions. So you kind of explained how a little bit how you got into Disney, but could you expand on the first time you um, got bit by the Disney bug, I guess? So I have always had a, lo- a lifelong affinity for all things Winnie the Pooh hmm. because he's the best. And <laughs> I really appreciate how kind everyone is in Winnie the Pooh. They're just kind characters. But the first time I was really bitten with the Disney bug was the first time I went to Disney World. And it wasn't a long trip. It was um, myself, two other adults, and 20 cheerleaders. Oh, and wow. so, yeah, I was, I was there for four days with walking hair bows. <laughs> and I spent the entirety of the time going to an attraction or riding a ride, seeing a show. And I would get off of the sh- show or get out of, get out of the show, get off of a ride 
and I would look at the two other sponsors and I'd be like, I approve of this ride. So they, they had to tell me to stop because I would, after Small World, ah, I approve of this. This is great. And <laughs> Thunder Mountain, I approve of that. And they're just like, this is not here for you to approve. But I did. So um, you grow, you become an adult, and you think, oh, I need to, you know, oh, Disney was fun, but it was when I was a kid, but just loved it as an adult and maybe appreciated it more because of the nostalgia that's associated with that. Right. I uh, spent a week and a summer as a nine-year-old in the Polynesian arcade. Oh, I believe now is Trader Sam's, right? Mm -hmm. So you still have an affinity. So I still have an affinity for that particular space. (laughs) Start from the top. Just go. Here's some quarters. Go play TMNT. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, that's the arcade to be stuck in. It's the one yeah. seat of arcades. It's the, the poly arcade. I'm quite jealous of that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the little flip-flops playing uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what are your favorite Disney movies? And it could be any franchises. It could be from the Marvel, the live actions, anything under the Disney entity. Uh, me, probably Robin Hood, mm. Aladdin, and probably Beauty and the Beast. Nice trio. Um, I really like the strong women of Disney. I love uh, Princess and the Frog, and I love Rapunzel. Um, but I also love um, Coco. Coco. And, Coco. And Emperor's New Group. So it's just, it's a little across the board. Yeah. Something for everything, right? There's a, there is definitely something for everyone there in, <laughs> in the Disney um, catalog. We do still need that Emperor's New Groove overlay on Splash Mountain, but, you know. That'd be so good. Oh, my gosh. Or just <laughs> put in an Yzma uh, water drop in one of the water parks, at least. There you go. <laughs> Pull the lever. <laughs> yeah. Why do you even have that lever? That'd be good. <laughs> yeah. I kind of have a basis of where this next question will be going, but what are your favorite Disney characters? Robin Hood. <laughs> Aladdin. And, Aladdin. Oh, the genie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I love Winnie the Pooh and Eeyore and Tiana and Rapunzel, of course. But I also really like, and this is new, Um, I love, Ducky and Buddy from Toy Story 4. Oh, yeah. They were great. They were <laughs> amazing. They and need then, to put, like, little shorts of them later. We need more. That would be definitely, like, Mater's Tall Tales, where they had, like, ten of the uh, five-minute shorts on one DVD. I would watch that. Yeah. Ian and Bunny. Yes, Pixar, give us what we want. <laughs> Get on it. Give people what they ask for. And then give us our royalties. Thanks. Yes. Yeah, let's get right on that. Um, favorite villains? Uh, Scar. And Ursula. Yzma. And Yz- Maleficent. Yes. Great villains. Really great villains. <laughs> what favorite kind of Disney movie do you like? Are they the superhero movies, the princess movies, musicals, live action? I don't know that I would be really confined to a specific genre. You know, superhero or 
animal or musical. Um, I really like the movies that get you in the feels when you don't expect it. Oh, okay. Your Coco's or your, um, I guess that, that if I say that, you know, gets you in the feeling that's any Pixar, Pixar film. <laughs> any Pixar film, yes. <laughs> Throwing a wide net there. Um, <laughs> just something that you gives you something unexpected, or you leave the movie and you're just like that. That's really you. Just, you, you feel satisfied. It gets you in the feels, and you leave the movie, and you're like. <sighs> But not okay. Up, because Up made me cry like ten times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this movie that. made me feel things, and I didn't it like it. It made me feel <laughs> and, like, that was like our second date, and I haven't been able to watch Up in its entirety since. Oh, wow. Yeah. That I'll ugly cry. That one's a tough one. It is. That's my Coco. Or, that's Coco yeah, to me. Mm-hmm. Just right in your soul. Yeah. Hit you in the feels. It does hit you in the feels. Oh. I'm down for any of them. That's, pretty much. That's very detailed. And it is very detailed. <laughs> yeah. Not picky whatsoever. Okay. Nope. That's fine. Is it out? Let's go see it. <laughs> if my child is going to sit in front of it for 90 minutes, then we're good. Good. Yeah. Well, if um, it's live action, I have to ask Rotten Tomatoes. But, yeah. Yeah. Some of those are iffy. It's generally a good approach. Yeah. And is there a movie you're looking forward to the rest of 2019? And it can be Disney or not. New Star Wars. Oh, yeah. mm, that's the a good Lion one. King. And Lion King, yeah. Yeah, that's it's just right around the corner. Oh yeah, it's Spider Spider Man, oh, but it's not. Uh... That's, no, that's uh, Home. So, what do you think about like a live action Spider Verse with the three original Spider Mans? <laughs> You know what? I was I was either on Twitter uh-huh. or on Facebook that I saw someone saying that they would. Was it Tom Holland said that he wanted to do a he wants to do it, uh, yeah. Yeah. Spider Verse with the other two Spider Mans, and I would be down with that if if they brought in. Uh, what's the Mulaney? John Mulaney? What's his name? Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. And they brought in like an animated spider pig, like CGI. I yeah, so it's totally so it's live <laughs> action, but there's animated spider pig. I think. Um, Wes went on to Twitter after he saw that and said, as long as Nicolas Cage plays uh, yeah, Spider-Man. That. <laughs> that, that would be so good. I would watch that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like I say, without a Miles Morales, I think it's missing the whole point. But yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, but there, I, I assume they would, but yeah. Yeah, there's room for four Spider-Men. It's yeah. A, it's a Spider-Verse. It's a Spider-Verse. It's all the Spider-Men. obviously have as many Spider-Men as you wanted to. Yeah. And we need to have... Different Mary Janes, too, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you for answering those questions. Um, I hope the listeners at home know you guys a little bit more in the Disney aspects. So now to remind everyone how the series goes, it will be divided into two parts. The first part will be Matt, Christine, and I trying to remember the movie strictly based on memory. We have not watched it at all. Uh, answering questions about the film, how it made us feel, or any feelings that rise up when we think about it. And the second part will be after we watch the movie on our own time, and it could be days, weeks, or months from now, but to you it will be a couple of seconds, but we'll, we'll discuss how present-day us feels about that movie, and if time or nostalgia has a factor in how we remember this certain type of movie. So since it's guest choice here on Once I Watched a Disney, 
Which film did you two choose to remember? We chose Sleeping Beauty. Yes, a classic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, peak Disney. Classic Silver Age Disney. Um, now, as I said before, we have not watched the film. This is uh, entirely based on memory part. Um, I do pick one thing from the movie and then don't look at anything else. But Sleeping Beauty is the 16th Disney animated classic that came out on January 29th, 1959. And it has a runtime of 75, 75 minutes. So it's pretty short. It is. That is one of the things I remember about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so but all was, the ones of that era were pretty short. So Yeah, they're all pretty short. Not as short as Dumbo, but... They're pretty short. Yeah. So was there any particular reason why you two went with Sleeping Beauty, or was it the only one on my list you guys haven't seen in a while? Probably a little bit of both. Um, We have a six-year-old, so we've... We've been been stockpiling them all, but this is one that's been vaulted the whole time, so... Yeah. (laughs) I think the last time it was out was in 2016, and that's how I had it. But it's no, collecting I think, dust. I think right before we got the movie club or something. But oh. I might have seen it on like Disney while showing Asa. Yeah. Showing the boy um, movies. But not in its entirety. Yeah, we haven't sat down no, and watched it. It's been forever. Yeah. Yeah. This was one of my favorite Disney movies growing up. And okay. It, I, I don't remember if that's because that's the one V8, like one of the few VHS uh, videos that we had, the cassette, or and um, I'm sure that accounted for how often we saw it or how often I saw it growing up. But just I, I loved the music in it. Okay, it, it was beautiful because yeah. that's that's an actual. Is that the I'm going to use my words here. Is that the, uh, (laughs) I mean, that's, the music's called Sleeping Beauty, right? Isn't that, who wrote that? The the, the fairy tale? No, no. Oh, the music. The music, music, I'm not sure. That's an actual, like, I feel like I should Google this. That's an actual (laughs) theme. No Googling. No Googling. (laughs) No Googling. I feel very strongly that that's actual. You can Google it while we're watching it tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Actual like orchestration that existed beforehand in was a ballet. Oh, okay. I yeah, I think it's right. I think that's right. Or an too. opera. I don't remember. No, I don't think it was an opera. I think it was a ballet. Yeah. And they used that music in this movie. I keep oh. pointing this way because that's where our TV is. Um, <laughs> and all the listeners can totally see you pointing that yeah, way too. Things that I really remembered was the the music of, of this movie. Oh, okay, that's interesting. I don't remember any of the music of this movie. I know a couple of the songs, <laughs> but like Not I said, I, this is I never owned it until you sent me a digital copy this week. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think I, I think we rented it a few times at the store at the video store. We might have uh, had like a recorded version off of Disney Channel or something back in the day, but. I don't remember ever actually physically owning it. Getting it from the video store because that was behind the yeah. original 
You have the original, and you got the cassette back behind it, kiddos. <laughs> just like in Captain Marvel. Yeah, just like Captain Marvel. Oh, we're aging ourselves except, here. Except <laughs> it was VHS and not DVD. No, it was VHS and the... It wasn't VHS and the, I couldn't remember. Like early 90s, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. So, do you two remember the last time you watched it at all? clips of it when it I, I swear it was on either Disney Junior or Disney Channel and I put it on uh, for the boy when I was cooking dinner or something and I feel like I watched clips of it then but other than the live action yeah and, was yeah. it Maleficent? Yeah. Other mm-hmm. than that like incarnation of the tell it's God, 15 years maybe since I've seen that. Yeah I think it's probably been 30. <laughs> Pretty sure it's been 30 years since I saw that movie. Oh my gosh. At least sat down and watched that movie, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's probably been 15 years for me. Whenever we had the VHS tapes is for me, so probably 15 years, maybe more. Um, but I can tell you that I remember this movie in its entirety, even though I haven't watched it in forever. Which is strange to me. I feel strongly that I'm going to be right up with that. Like, I'm going to remember quite a bit of it. No. I feel. Yeah. I think Disneyland helped me a little bit because you can go in the castle and go through the story. Yeah. Yeah, she's never done Disneyland. I haven't. And I haven't since I was 15. Yeah, so. Almost as long ago as I, I went to, I watched Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> Are there Disneyland plans in the future then? Um, no. <laughs> We've got a, a Disney cruise plan for next year, but that's that's about it. Mm. All right. So, Christina, since you probably know more than both of us, why don't you take a stab at what the plot of the story is? I had to open my big mouth. Didn't there I? you go. Um, okay. <laughs> So you have um, you have a king and his queen. They had a baby girl, and everyone is at ceremony. I, I don't, they don't ever say if it's a it's not a baptism. It's just they're there presenting the baby, and it's a royal ceremony. And three good fairies come in, give the little girl these gifts you're going to be beautiful and you're going to have red lips and you're going to be you know be able to sing and then maleficent comes in and she's upset because nobody asked her to the party and uh, all you had to do was invite her to the party you gotta invite the girl to the people like people with rbf want to be invited to the party And so she's like, hey, y'all didn't invite me. That's cool. She's going to prick her finger on a spinning wheel and she's going to die. Boom. Done. Petty. She is, she is trifling. Peace out, y'all. <laughs> she is definitely trifling. And so good witches, the good fairies had a wish left. And they're like, no, she's not going to die. She's going to fall asleep until true love comes and finds her. And the queen... And the king make the right decision for their child and send the child off with three with three fairies who have no idea what they're doing into the forest away from the castle. They make the right decision. It's sound and it holds up. Like, it's just logical. It makes sense to me. 
And um, <laughs> so, is it six sixteenth birthday? It's your yes. 16th birthday. 16th Definitely. birthday is okay. So time passes. They have not seen their child in 16 years. Yeah. And this prin- this this princess doesn't know she's a princess. She's been slumming. She's been slumming with the fairies in the forest, and she thinks life is great. She meets this guy passing through. And just falls in love at first sight, and it's great. I think he was on his way to meet Prince Princess Jasmine. Not Princess Jasmine. Not every not everything about Princess Jasmine. <laughs> there are other could be on the way to. Meet there was Snow an eligi- eligible princess in uh, Agraba. Definitely better drawn than Snow White's prince, though. Yeah. And so he falls in love with her, and. Come to find out, she's like, oh, you know, godmothers, I've met this guy. He is what's up. The fairy godmothers are like, A, your entire life's a lie. You're a princess. Let's go meet your parents that you haven't met in 16 years. Posse out. And so they go back to the castle. Sleeping Beauty's Aurora. That's her name. Aurora's um, dad and Philip's dad. That's the guy that she met in the forest. Because come to find out, he's a prince too because fairy tales are magical that way coincidences are just that's how it always works how serendipitous it is serendipitous so they're throwing down and they're partying and they're they're getting turned up because their kids are going to marry and it's going to be a great thing you would have been really good on this show we did called drunken distwits (laughs) i was just gonna say (laughs) is this drunken distwits at this point (laughs) so they're happy and but Aurora's back to the castle, and Maleficent like has this enchanted spinning wheel in the castle. It's magic how she does it, and so well she like because it's that they've all been burned. yeah they get rid of all the how are they making cloth for sixteen years? This is important. That was my question. I remember like, that like they burn you? everything to make clothes, and then just how are you like how are you making thread out of gold from Rumblestiltskin? <laughs> this isn't once upon a time, Matt. This kind oh, of wa- okay. I'm, I'm sitting here like, yeah, that washes. Making <laughs> <laughs> um, like crashing the economy, making everyone's life harder. Yeah, this but, is fine. Um, Aurora finds the one that's still there and enchanted, and she touches it, and she passes out, and everyone's sad. Philip somehow gets thrown behind. He gets captured by Maleficent. Oh, because he tries going back to the cottage where Aurora was. He's like, they were going to, they were going to meet up and it was going to be a thing, but she's not there anymore. Cause she's at the castle, but he doesn't know that. But her Raven knew because he's sneaky. Cause he's a black bird. And, you know, and he, they, they, Maleficent sets up a trap at the cottage. Philip gets captured. Philip's now like in a dungeon. So what happens is that, see what happened was, um, <laughs> What happened is that he gets set free by the fairies, and they give him a sword and a shield, and and Maleficent enchants the castle and puts up all these big thorns that were really scary to me when I was a kid. <laughs> and um, Philip goes and cuts through the the thorny vines and kills Maleficent, and then he kisses Aurora while he's sleeping. Or while she's sleeping, which is not very Me Too appropriate, but it's a fairy tale, so 
um, it happens. It works for two out of three princesses pre-Renaissance. Pre yeah. <laughs> sure. um, definitely would not have been probably animated that way in this time and age that we live in, but they, you know, she wakes up and she's like, hey, I've met you for five minutes previously. Let's live happily ever after. this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't we hitch up? So here's my cottage. So maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly it. And then they go waltzing. Shout out to Magic Geekdom. They go waltzing into Happily Ever Afterland and the two trifling fairy godmothers who I, who I appreciate. They keep changing the dress colors back and forth. It's blue. No, it's pink. But if you go and look like... A, if you go and listen to the the shade that those those fairy godmothers throw at each other, it is everything. It's so hilarious. Oh, this looks terrible when they're making dress uh, dress for Aurora. Oh, that looks terrible. Oh, that's because it's on you, dear. And <laughs> the shade is so good. And y'all are gonna have to look for that whenever you go back and um, watch this again. But they live happily ever after. They're waltzing into the into the sunset. And then Once Upon a Dream plays, and it's beautiful, and it's waltzy, and it's just, like, that last scene is just so, you know, I think the book closes at the end, the great big oversized gilded Disney book that they had in these movies at this time period. Yep. Like, it closes, and it's just, to me, that whole last scene, like, encapsulates just classic um, Disney animation. And I think this has been a first for once I watched a Disney where someone remembers the whole entire movie. Brothers, <laughs> <laughs> they would be able to do that with the Lion King, like down line to line. But this was the one that I kept going back and putting in because it was pretty. Um, <laughs> and, also, and the snark was something I would appreciate even at that young age. <laughs> so, Matt, did, so Matt, did you remember any of that? Um, I know the general storyline from Maleficent, but yeah, I remember that it was my favorite princess movie of the pre-Renaissance era, and that she was the prettiest of the princesses to that time. Ah, uh, yeah. That's about what I got. And also Maleficent being awesome yeah, stuff. Yeah, the, the Maleficent. I think we all remember Maleficent more than anything else. At least yeah. I did. Yeah. Is she the first movie where uh, Maleficent, the first villain, where you have like the? Have you seen the uh, the evil? What is it? Uh, every villain is lime. Oh yeah, the green, yeah. the lime is green. She the first one. Who was before her that could have been lime? The Wicked Witch. Uh... No, which Wicked Witch? Was she so, green from Snow White? Wizard the of Oz. The Evil Queen no, from Snow White. Oh, we're just the talking evil... about Disney ones. Okay, got it. The Evil Queen with the uh, poison apple. She was yeah, too. she was. Yeah. Yeah. He's been really on track with the consistency there. I mean, she wasn't green, but the, the poison apple was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're totally right. Yeah. Um, Cinderella didn't have any green tones. No, that was just catty chicks yeah. getting up yeah. into her life. Yeah, because during the Renaissance era, it was much more prevalent with Scar and then like a little bit of Frollo there, too. Um, First who else? Horse. Yeah. Um, now I'm fascinated. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
have to look more into that, but I, I can recall more Renaissance villains with the green. But Maleficent made it her color. <laughs> Purple and, and that lime green. Yep. Oh, Dr. Facilier, definitely. Yeah. Yes. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Underrated Disney villain. Yes. He was he was bad. That was a bad dude. Oh yeah, he sold his soul to the devil, basically. Can't get more evil than that. <laughs> well, and I guess then, Maleficent. And then they come and get him at the end, and they're singing friends from the other side, and I'm like, this isn't a Disney movie. Speaking <laughs> of, we still need that Robert Johnson Disney animated film. Uh, Robert Johnson. Going oh to the yeah, Gunter Johnson. Stuff. That's right. Like, <laughs> I blanked for a second. Context, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we all know the movie. This isn't hard for us at all to remember, and I think it's because we all kind of grew up with it, and it's prevalent in the parks. It's very prevalent in Disneyland, but it's also in the parades in Disney World, right? Um, I don't we know. Any- Absolutely, this time, but yeah. Oh. I mean, you got the, you got the Ma- Maleficent dragon. Right. That yeah. Breathes yeah. Fire and then caught on fire. And yeah. And got fixed and then is back to breathing fire. Yeah. <laughs> and then we also have fire. I don't know if I know that. Uh, she got what was coming to her, that's for sure. Yeah. It was fire. But fire yeah, was what was coming to her. We had the um, live action Maleficent movie <laughs> that probably caught us up to speed. I really liked how the the Maleficent movies just went from straight just pettiness to like woman scorned. Yeah, Philip is kind of a jerk. Yeah, Stefan. Stefan. Stefan is a jerk. Forget him; he's a mess. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, terrible. So, so trifling. Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna continue the story. When we already know the story. But, but I guess it's different now because she loves Aurora. Yeah. Well, in what sequel is this summer? Next summer? This November. Oh. Yeah. Remember Artemis Fowl that was like supposed to come out like in October, November this year? Mm-hmm. That got kicked to next year and Maleficent took its place. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, bumped it down the line again. I feel like that, it's kind of like the it's kind of like a sci-fi, like kid fiction film from back in the day or book from back in the day. Yeah, I don't I know, know anything I, about I, it. No, but... There was a preview for that, wasn't there? Yeah, I feel yeah. Like a preview. No. Yeah, they kind of switched places with with uh, dates. It well, was interesting. Someone is ready to come out, and they're not just throwing together a mess. I, I thought I saw that they closed production pretty early, like last year. So, oh, that's good. yeah. So, who were your favorite characters from Sleeping Beauty? The blue fairy, Meriwether, Meriwether, and the pink fairy. Uh, Flora. I'm gonna say Flora. Flora. Okay. Because the that, the that green, makes sense color wise. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like them because their 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 shade against each other was so good. Just yeah. The snark and the sass. They were very sassy. And um, of course Maleficent. Maleficent. Of course Maleficent. 
Philip's horse. What was the name of the horse? Uh, Mr. Ed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I know he has. He, I want to say Samson. Is that right? We're going to find out. You better talk to Samson. No, but I, I just remember the whole bit about him wanting to like stay on track and let's go where we're supposed to go. And Philip's like, no, let's follow the this, this singing. Something good's going to come from me just wandering into a forest. And then he's like, how about some carrots? And Didn't he and never read the Odyssey? Gosh. No, you don't go into a creepy forest and just follow random singing. <laughs> I like the That's horror. how a horror movie starts. Like, we, go, we need a horror movie based on the Odyssey. Yeah, the horse is like, uh, um, <laughs> brother, where art thou? <laughs> and so... It's just a movie based on well, it, the Odyssey. <laughs> it's something based off that. That's something based off the Odyssey. Bloomhouse, we're calling you out here, too. Yeah. Um. So the horse says he was sassy, and I liked the owl, because I like owls. Yeah. Oh, the one she dances with? Yeah, the yeah. one she dances with and puts the cloak and the hat on, and it's a whole, it's cute. Okay. She has the sum sum. You know, Do you have the stuffy? I don't have Or just the sum sum? I have the, the sum sums in my box of sum sums that I keep in class to throw at children. Mm. Oh. So, Matt, who was your favorite <laughs> character? Do you remember? Uh, Maleficent. Maleficent? Default answer. The default answer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Aurora being pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have I have to go with the default answer too because she's so she drawn so wickedly and even though her story does not make sense whatsoever she's just drawn so cool <laughs> with the greens and the purples and she she suits her aesthetic yeah <laughs> also is the one person in the kingdom who's not going to just follow the route yeah I do what I want yeah and I appreciate that uh, so least favorite character like they're not they're just they they just spend their time getting getting their drink on and not letting anybody make clothes not letting anyone make clothes destroying the entire economy of a, of a kingdom to protect their child but um aurora's parents not checking up on her for 16 years yeah that's like if i don't see my kid before he goes to bed because i'm at i'm at work late I'm just like, well, I, that's a day I'm, I'm, I missed that I'm never getting back. I mean, that's 16 years. That's a long time. Yeah. They, it's all for her protection, though. Mm-hmm. They weren't worried about their monarchy at all. I just... Nothing. Oh. And they only had the one kid. Mm-hmm. Where are some more kids? Because they were statistically going to die in that time period. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta find somebody to carry them the throne, the, the lineage. Preferably not a girl, so, you know. Well, she, no, she was going to marry her friends, so it'd be okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if she survived. If he was going to inherit his dad's kingdom, then who would have inherited yeah. Stefan's kingdom? Yeah. Very important question. Yeah. Answering. Maybe we'll find question. the answer when we rewatch the film. Yeah. But probably like, not. A random no. Child. Just some random child off to the side. <laughs> like, that's the next prince. So who was your favorite, or not favorite, but least favorite character, Matt? Um, yes. I don't remember any other characters, so, yeah. <laughs> there weren't, like, a, there wasn't, like, a whole Toy Story van full of characters. Yeah, they didn't no. have an RV full of characters. That's true. 
or I guess a caravan because of the time frame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't have a lot of characters, but there was a lot of characters that we have, like Christina did not mention, like uh, uh, Maleficent's henchmen. I have like one or two words, but they're the stupidest oh, things in the ax- world. Black axes. And- yeah. Aren't they, so, like, pig-faced? Huh? Are they, aren't they, like, pig-faced? Yes, like, some of them, I think they're mostly pig-faced, yeah. Boars, something like that. They're... So they're, like, orcs? Yeah. <laughs> but I remember one scene where Maleficent is just, like, sitting in her destroyed castle, and one of her henchmen comes up, and it was something along the lines of, They've been searching for 16 years for the girl, but they were looking for a baby this whole yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. like, all the cradles. And she's like, what? Like, yeah, all the cradles. And he's like, doing the rocking motion. And he's like, oh. And then the lightning comes out of her staff. And she's like, you fools. But she never once decided to, like, do it herself. She just left it up to them. Yeah. You guys got this, right? Well, when they were doing it, she sent out her raven, which she should have done in the first place because her raven pegged him down pretty quickly. Yeah. She's like, yeah. don't don't mind me. I'm just going to stay here and slay. When you look that fabulous, that's all you really yeah. need to do. What you going to do? Yeah. She woke up like this. <laughs> <laughs> so... Is there a reason why you guys haven't watched this in a long time? Is it, like, the technology... Part of it, or just that vault? It's been vaulted for forever. <laughs> I wonder if it'll be. Is it going to be on the uh, Disney Plus? Oh, it better be. Yeah, it is. It's on the list too. Give the people what they want, Disney. <laughs> yeah, all the classics are going to be on there. At least on day one, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Then maybe we'll get the decoms, possibly. Give me the deep cuts. Uh, is there a mood you feel when you think about this movie? satisfying mm-hmm. well you get to the end and it's happily like as when you're young you watch it and you're like oh happily ever after and this is all neat and tied up and there are no extra questions in your brain you're just like yep that checks out disney thank you <laughs> exactly how life should pan out no <laughs> <laughs> That's what you feel is no. <laughs> yeah, uh, there there are no moods I feel when I oh, think no about moods. this film. Okay, it's just been that long, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, do you think you will love it or hate it? I will love it. Um, Matt, Matt's probably going to be ambivalent about it. I will like it. Like eh. Yeah. How will you? How do you think you will feel about it? I think I'll be meh, too. I mean, I own it, and I have not watched it in more than 15 years. There you go. kind of ridiculous. I, I just, probably because I know it as much as you do, even though not watching it for a long time, it's like, oh, I know it by heart. Why do I need to see it again, you know? There's that. I think, I, prob- I probably, if we had it, I probably wouldn't go out of my way to watch it, but since we don't, and we get to do this very exciting, what do we um, um, we'll watch it, but it, it, and it might be one of those things that if I'd seen it like passing through on Disney and it wasn't vaulted, 
and it came across that I would sit and I'd watch it if I wasn't super busy. Yeah. I get that. It have it hasn't been on TV in like years, huh? It's just like they wait until it's unvaulted. But to be fair, our kid lives on Disney now. Okay. We're, go- we're going through um, the seasons of Pokemon, so uh, I don't get a lot of just scrolling through Disney Disney Channel proper. Okay, well, can we watch Pokemon? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that I my son's in the Little Einsteins era. Oh, that's adorable! Yeah. I know every episode by heart, and I'm kind of sick of them. <laughs> you know? Do they do an episode where they go over the ballet Sleeping Beauty? No, but there is a ballet. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had to rate Sleeping Beauty on memory alone, what letter grade would you give it? B minus. Okay. Oh, that's fair. And I was thinking of numbers, so I gotta rethink my, my score. Um... <laughs> She said letter grade. Well, I, in my opinion, <laughs> I'm like, on a scale from, it, I heard on a scale from one to ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, make it on a scale of one to a hundred and then assign a letter grade to it. Um, <laughs> as a kid, I probably would have given it a solid, um, solid B, B plus. As an adult, maybe, like, knowing how the Disney princess progresses, maybe less. Okay. I mean, that's fair. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to give it an average C because I haven't tried to watch it, even though I own it and didn't realize it was a vaulted one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll probably love it, but as of now, I just average. It's a high. It's a high. Yeah, exactly. No, it's no upper go-go. We are going to take a break. It will be just a couple minutes for you. Uh, We're going to go watch this movie and see what we think about it. And we'll return in just a few minutes. Hi, I'm Sparrow. I'm 11 years old, and my favorite thing about Disney is the Marvel movies. Hi, I'm Stitch. I'm 9 years old, and my favorite thing about Disney is going on a Disney cruise. And I'm Tony, their Disney dad. And my favorite thing about Disney is Walt. And our podcast is Disney Discussions. Disney Discussions is a family-friendly podcast where we discuss all things Disney. Sometimes Stitch sings a song. Find us at www.disneydiscussions.com, and you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And it's free! Free! It's always a good thing. Listen well, all of you. You know the classic story. Now watch it come to life. In a way you've never imagined. What is it? Come on, let's find out. It's Walt Disney's Sleeping Beauty. Come along now. We must tell their majesties at once. On the day she was born, I cast a spell upon her that before the sun set on her 16th birthday, she would prick her finger on the spindle of a spinning wheel. From this slumber you shall wake. When true love's kiss, the spell shall break. A magic beyond anything you could ever imagine has transformed this immortal tale as if it is being told for the very first time. 
and we're back. We just got done. Uh, we just got done watching Sleeping Beauty just very recently for me. Um, when did you two watch it? Uh, we watched it last night. Last night. So this is probably the shortest time difference between like the first interview and the second interview. Uh, we recorded on the first interview on a Monday, and now it is a Wednesday. So it, it went by pretty quick. So we have it really fresh in our minds. Uh, I just watched it an hour before recording here. So what were your first overall thoughts? Well, like immediately, we certainly did not realize that she was betrothed to Philip. Because I guess when you watch it as a kid, you don't know what that means. So (laughs) (laughs) So we're we're like, wait a minute plot twist (laughs) yeah that was like really surprising for me too because he's like 12 right if if it's i don't know that he's that old but Uh, it looks pretty old yeah Yeah, we were saying like seven or eight maybe but but still because enough that he was like yeah yeah it's like i mean i guess you're not gonna be excited about the infant your infant bride here yeah (laughs) (laughs) Stopped making that connection, yeah. Yeah. Because he, he was making the face because that was going to be his wife. Yeah. 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 That was kind of odd. But luckily, one of the the fairies gave her the the gift of beauty. Yeah. So, so he's all right with it now. <laughs> what and did the you gift think? of song, or they never would have met. That is true. I was going to say the gift of song played a well. They would have eventually met. You know, yeah. like that betrothal thing. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually. Christina, what did you think overall? I think overall, I remembered a lot of this movie and that made me very happy. Yeah, she's like, hey, this yeah. is what I told you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I missed, but um, for not really sitting down and seeing it for a long time, like over 10, 15 years, I, I thought I did pretty good. Yeah, I can I say whenever we watched it with the boy on whatever channel we found it on, we were not paying much attention because I don't remember much of that. Any of the things I missed, I did not catch last time we saw it. Well, when you put something on for your kid, you're doing you know, yeah. dinner, or you're trying to, you know, close out your day. You're not, you're not honed in and Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised. I was surprised how well they restored it because, from my memories, I thought it was like very, uh like a grayish tint over everything. Like the colors weren't as vibrant and but that was like my mind's eye. So yeah, it was, very pretty. It was just very, very The pretty. remastering was pretty. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. And something that I caught as an adult with this movie was how, uh, how much the music carried this movie. The music yeah. Was just- Tchaikovsky, by the way. Yeah. Actually, it's you, in the credits. Well, it is, it's it, in yeah. the opening credits. Yeah. I googled the ballet mm-hmm. part. And de- definitely a ballet. Yeah, you got that correct. So that, that was exciting. Yeah. Um, but just, I mean, even when you have your repeating pieces of the, uh, the ballet that they're putting into the movie, it just, it's, they did a really good job cutting, you know, finding the piece of the music that was appropriate for their animation and just plugging it in there. And it was, it was beautiful. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't realize that this wasn't really a musical. There was Princess Aurora's song, but yeah. there was nothing else. It it was that um, 
what was his name? Uh, Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky. Yeah, that's right. Um, he carried the whole movie, like you, like you said. He definitely did. Like the 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 music made up for the lack of singing that was in that movie. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I gotta point out the um, choir singing in the beginning was kind of driving me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, narrator. All coming in to the castle for the yeah. end of the No, like when the narrator began the um, story, oh. and like this one word or two words, the choir would sing <laughs> and repeat oh, that. Oh, this joyful day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of that. And then the narrator just up and disappeared by the time Aurora turned 16. Alright. That's true. Um, what else did I catch with this? How much wine there was in that wine bottle. There was bottle. a lot of wine. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> they were small cups, though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And they kept mm. pouring into it. And, and then the musician filled like his whole loot base with it. <laughs> <laughs> and how could Okay, Rainer, How could he look so much like Paul McCartney like 7 years before the Beatles? Maybe they were drinking some, like, after-dinner wine or something that was different. I don't know. Like, what was the brewing process? What was the fermentation process on this? It is the 14th century and all. Yeah, they set it out in the sun. (laughs) No. Best way to prepare your wine. I was surprised how much this movie centered around the fairies. I didn't... Realized that at first, it was like it, they should have named it after the fairies because it—it's all them. Like it, if it weren't for the fairies, Philip would be dead like within a second. Yeah. Aurora would, you know, never woken up. The king, the, but they are also responsible for putting the uh, the entire kingdom to sleep. Yeah. So they would have just—they would have. Yeah, but it—it it was their idea. To take Aurora away into the village, yeah. or I mean, into the cottage in the middle of the woods. I thought that was weird. It's just like, okay, an evil fairy just put a curse on your daughter. Let's let her out of the castle. Yeah, let's let her out of the castle in charge of fairies that don't know anything about being a human. Like, yeah, that's yeah. a sound idea. <laughs> but they're not using magic anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew her besides not use magic. And the fairies left uh, Aurora alone in that room, in her room, when Maleficent showed up. So, arguably, if they had not left, Maleficent would not have been able to, like, open up the fireplace walls and, like, lead Aurora down these halls. Where did these halls come from? Like, Magic. Yeah, they're just walking around and, like, 
there's so many different paths they can, like I want a floor plan. What are the logistics of the castle? You need you needed the opening scene to be the the Game of Thrones style just tour of the castle. Yeah. Game of Thrones Sleeping Beauty style. Yeah. I'd watch that. Yeah, I would too. You would need a Tyrion Lannister with the uh, kings drinking the wine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I drink it. That's what I do. I drink and I know yeah. things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those those fairies, they, they were just like, they had more screen time than the actual princess. And the fact that is often that the case it, in the princess movies. In so. the early princess movies, definitely. Yeah. I'm trying to think: Are there any princesses in the kind of golden era, early Disney, where you have? Is that the official term for that? I, I will era? say that that Aurora is her always argument when I know that Jasmine is the only princess that's not the star of her own movie. Yeah. Is that Aurora is not the star but of her like, own movie? Yeah. Are there? Yeah. Are there um, any princesses in early era Disney that are doing something like to help themselves out of a situation or is the action happening to them? Um, the action is always happening to them, but they're also like based off of the fairy tales, which had like a dark moral sense to them. That's true. That's and, true. um, I read somewhere that this was the last fairy tale movie until The Little Mermaid. So after that, yeah. don't really get any more princesses for a while. Except if you call Eloise one, <laughs> however you say your name, from The Black Cauldron. Eloise. Oh, is that, is that Black Cauldron? Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I fell asleep when he was showing that to the boy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I woke up and the movie was ending and, hey, did you like that? a little bit scary well we hear that a lot about the black Um, okay so this is if this is the last fairy tale movie like the the last fairy tale um story until the little mermaid is this the last time we see that great big like ornate disney fairy tale book opening and closing no um i know the jungle book has it yeah jungle book winnie the pooh i think Robin Hood? No, not Robin, Robin Hood. Robin Hood has a book. But it's not the yeah. It's not the fancy book. Yeah. yeah. I don't think so. I know the Jungle Book is probably gold. I'm thinking. Because it was. I don't a, know. It was a book. And that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, there was a book. Other than that, I can't think of one off the top of my head. But I think I want to say the Jungle Book is the last one. And that was in the sixties. Something like it's set, yeah, set, yeah. Sixties. Oh, we get to use the Google now, so <laughs> sixty-seven. This is something we talked about um, before we started recording. Is what is a scrump? Scrumps, scrumps, scrumps. A toast to this night. The outlook is rosy, the future is bright, our children will marry, our kingdoms unite. Scums, scums, scums. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was. Um, I, tried, I tried Googling it, 
And all I got was, this is seen in Disney Sleeping Beauty. I don't know. I guess they didn't want, like, could they not use Cheers or Slancha or, you know, Salute? Maybe Scrumps' 14th century Cheers or something. Google would have brought that up, though, don't you think? (laughs) Also, it's Germans. They can't use Slancha. They could (laughs) have. Yeah. So it's really yeah. it's really fuzzy of where this uh, actually right? takes place because the Italian version she's called Aurora and in the German version she's Briar Rose and they use both yeah. of those names so it's like where is she supposed to be? I mean I know she's like in France in in the World Showcase. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just trying know. to throw us off. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay, I'm looking at the the books that have been used, and Winnie the Pooh is a lot. Yeah. Um, The last one used was 2016's The Jungle Book. Oh. Oh, let's see, they went back in. Um, The last princess fairy tale story, if, um, if you count this one as it, Enchanted. I've never seen Enchanted. It's so good. Enchanted is wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, that was the thing with going through the list is because, you know, we've been stockpiling our Disney movie collection too. So, you know, we're going down the list of either I, ha- I didn't see it as a kid or I've never seen it. So, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, either I we can't... have watched it since then or I've never seen it. So it didn't get to count for Yeah. This. I was thinking about or... doing a series of like stuff we haven't seen because there's yeah. i've you seen have, a lot uh, but there's have victoria on every week yeah <laughs> <laughs> victoria i'm introducing you to <laughs> insert disney movie <laughs> but yeah just um the the thing that bugged me the most was the um i know it's like something that uh, us as kids never really think about is the fact that the fairies didn't know how to take care of themselves. I mean, Meriwether said in there that she doesn't cook and you don't know how to make clothes. So I'm like, so did Meriwether do everything or did they no, just... you've been eating and dressing. Yeah, exactly. How does anyone have clothes, really? Yeah. We still don't have an answer to this question. No, but the kings were wearing the same thing that they were wearing 16 There's years that. ago. that, yeah. Good thing they, they probably... didn't gain any weight. Yeah. <laughs> They could have borrowed from King Hubert's dresser. Okay. So, thinking about the fairies and how they did not know how to do anything. Case in point, making the cake and putting icing and candles on it before it goes into the oven. Mm-hmm. How did the cake stay in that shape? It'll settle out once it gets what in the of, oven. What kind of dough are you using? That doesn't, yeah. that doesn't wash in my brain. What stuck with me when I was like a kid and stuff is, made more sense to me now is why is uh, Flora cutting a big old hole out of the dress <laughs> and then like just throwing it over. That's for the feet. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, how did they did they trade for clothing for themselves and for uh, for Aurora? What did they And still, who was making this clothing? Who was the, where did they find? Did they, because there's no thread. Yeah, there's... I, I just have the theory that Meriwether just did everything because she was talking like she knew everything. <laughs> well, that's just how Meriwether talks. You know what, so. though, that, would, that would give 
give her a reason to be kind of snippy to them. Like, because you can just feel like the the really good um, Robert Downey Jr. eye roll. Oh yeah. You can just feel that coming from her. Like, oh, you guys, I have to save you again. Come on, we're not, this isn't working. I mean, that's that's how I felt. It was just that she just did everything. Um, but she was stuck with cleaning and everything, and did the little Fantasia sorcerer Mickey thing in the background. Yeah, much more successful than Mickey. Yeah, because that was yeah. one thing we said when we saw it. was like, this didn't work out so well the last time we saw this in a Disney film. <laughs> <laughs> she missed that magic. She was going to use it right. I also like the um, Flora and uh, Meriwether. We have to close the doors and the windows and put like, you know, handkerchiefs into the cracks in the window so no one can see us doing the magic but let's have a magic fight in the yeah. house that come out the fireplace this washes like, and then Ma- Maleficent's bird just instantly finds them <laughs> yeah rock um, something that always bugged me when I was a kid and, um, my husband kind of made a comment too, is when Aurora was singing, she does not sound like she's 16. <laughs> I never you know, said that too. That's because she was 29 when she <laughs> recorded it. Yeah. <laughs> she does have the gift of song. Yeah. Now in the fairy tale... No. Didn't she actually sleep for a hundred years? Wasn't that a thing? Yes. And then he, then Philip comes along later to rescue the enchanted princess, or I don't remember the exact logistics of that story. I think so. I mean, it was pretty freaking dark. It was like a splinter was in her finger, and I don't know if she got it from a spindle or not, but that's what made her go into a deep sleep. And the prince came along, raped her. And then the only way that she woke up is that she had twins in her sleep and the baby sucked the splinter out. Yeah. It's so dark. (laughs) All right, then. I remember that. I'm not as creeped out by the infant betrothal now. (laughs) (laughs) It was. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And that's not even the darkest fairy tale either. Tangled no. is pretty bad. I mean, Rapunzel. Rapunzel, sorry. yeah. That one's really bad. I think they went went with a good route with this one. <laughs> it was a good reformatting on the part of Disney. Yeah. It's, it's actually pretty scary when you get to her kingdom, which I don't understand her title. Like, they call her Your Excellency a lot, and she has yeah. a kingdom. Yeah. That, that's what we were saying. It's like, yeah. well, if, she, if, if they're a majesty and she's an excellency, what is her exact title? Yeah. She just calls herself the mistress of all evil and that's it. So she is she like the queen of hell? <laughs> well, and, she, and something that got me is that she says hell in a Disney movie yeah. in 1959. 59. And 59. I was like, that's a bad word in a Disney movie in the 50s. What? what? Yeah. I'm going to go with she's Stefan's ex-wife who he got, got rid of because she couldn't bear children. That's why, hence why she didn't get an invite and thus why she was upset she didn't get an invite. Uh, 
Um, Angelina Jolie does an amazing Maleficent. I really, like, I've forgotten how good the voice of Maleficent in this movie is. Like, yeah. On fleek. So good. Oh, yeah. She was great. And she is played by, um, we should know her, uh, Eleanor Audley. She's also the voice of Lady Tremaine and Cinderella. Yes. And Madame Leota from Haunted Mansion. Nice. Yes. She yeah. is so great. The voice is like, you know, like the smooth sound. It was just, the voice is so rich. Mm-hmm. And deep. And I'm like, this is, this is great. Her laugh is so great. <laughs> uh, there's another character, too, that... Um, I instantly knew right away. It took me a little bit to pinpoint what movies he's from, but uh, King Hubert, the the bigger king, he's played by Bill Thompson, and he's actually in Alice in Wonderland. He plays the White Rabbit and the Dodo. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then he also plays Mr. Smee and Peter Pan. And one other person that I can't remember, but yeah, he's very recognizable now, voice. Who else did we have that we? Yeah, a couple of the fairies were several voices. Fairies, I think it was Flora. two of them were like. One of them was um, Lady from Lady and the Tramp, and a couple of other things. Flora is Verna Felton. She's Queen of Hearts and Fairy Godmother. Ah, uh, yeah. And Aunt Sarah and Lady and the Tramp. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Bill Thompson was Jock from Lady and the Tramp. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, Meriwether was Lady, and Kanga. Mm. Oh okay. I like yeah. Who had like his entire career. Yeah. Disney, and now you find like some of your um, you do have some people who are, you know <laughs> do a lot of voiceover, but they bring in a lot of people that are. Um, celebrities to do those voices. So yeah. I like the being able to try just staff the and, yeah. careers of all these people. What else do you think about this movie? Do you have any other thoughts? No other thoughts? There was just a couple things that I noticed, like, um, when they were putting the whole kingdom to sleep, like, their courtyard with the fountain, it kind of reminded me of Arendelle's courtyard a little bit. Oh, with the Pro- fountain in the center? Yeah. Yeah. I know it probably has nothing to do with it, but it just... It's different time frames. Yeah. Why did the water stop? I don't know. Maybe the water they... to sleep. Is that how water... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they put the fountain to sleep? Yeah. Maybe they didn't want it to flood. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then when Aurora woke up from her little sleeping spell... There was jewels on her crown, like, instantly. There's, like, red jewels. Oh. Fancy. Yeah. And then, did you notice that the whole screen, like, turned a blue tint when everybody went to sleep? Yes. The whole thing, they they turned blue when, I don't know if the blue was to represent, like, the spell or, or what, but the entire, the entire got blue tension, they fell asleep. It was weird. Yeah. I don't know if that was in the old version or not. It was just interesting. I, I feel like it was. Okay. It didn't strike me as anything really new from, you know, 15 years ago. Because I remember... I totally remember the weird yeah. tint changes. No, but I, like, it, <laughs> struck, it struck me as, like, 
Oh, okay. So when you were Googling, did you find anything interesting about this this film? No, because I only Googled the ballet and, and the voices. And, and, and scrump. scrump. Yeah. <laughs> scrump or scrump? It was a so movie. scrump is uh, is uh, Lilo and Stitch, right? Well, oh yeah. Doll. You're right, so it's yeah. scrump. Yeah. Funny that that's also a Disney thing though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lilo. I watched that today, too. Oh, that's a good one. It's really great. I found some things like uh, Princess Aurora was based off of Audrey Hepburn. Um, Prince Philip was based off of Queen Elizabeth Philip. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, There's actually hidden Mickeys in here. Uh, when they're the fairies are discussing their little plan after the whole infant debacle, um, mm-hmm. Meriwether conjures Mickey cookies to eat with their tea. Yes, they are Mickey shaped. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God>. Um, <laughs> the um. Once Upon a Dream scene was redone four times and they lost six million dollars to redo it. Why? Yeah, because Disney wanted it perfect. Is this the one at the end or the one with the animals in the forest? It just said, like, when they're meeting, the prince and princess. So, yeah, the the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad I'm sad they lost that much money in that time period but yeah yeah they they lost a lot of money and so it didn't like wasn't as much of a commercial success as cinderella was yeah i was gonna say did it even make its money back in the box office at those dollars (laughs) i'm not sure they would have made the money back like eventually eventually yeah yeah before VHS, the theater re-releases that they did. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I, I didn't go back and look this up, but they did that with all the classic Disney, didn't they? Yeah. I read somewhere else that, they, like, in 1959, the year that it came out, it was the second highest grossing film because of re-releases. Well, I don't so know if they re- lost $6 because the whole entire budget was $6 million, so. Oh, maybe it wasn't $6 million. What he says, anyway. They might have done the rest for free. Box office was 51.6, so. So they made money. That's good. Oh, it almost bankrupted the studio. There was no dollar limit. I was just thinking six million is what they made. Um, it almost yeah. bankrupted the studio making that scene because they redid it four times. Wow. Yeah. If it weren't for Disneyland, <laughs> <laughs> I think they would have <laughs> not did so well. Right. Right around fifty, fifty-five. Yeah, fifty-five is when it opened. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah that remember. Sleeping Beauty castle was there before the movie. It was just before the movie. Yeah. It was an IP before it was an IP. That's synergy. <laughs> Learn something. If Shapik just had the balls to do that, you know, <laughs> keep teasing. We're gonna we're gonna put a ride in for this movie that's upcoming. <laughs> I know they they stopped doing that after a while, didn't they? Yeah. They don't want to bank on anything anymore. But they banked on Song of the South. 
<laughs> <laughs> and then immediately pulled it out of uh, existence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know, but the same. Yeah. It's like it was already established. It's kind of, you know, yeah, I don't know about this. <laughs> an odd choice. Yeah. <laughs> we need a Moana retheme. I still say Emperor's New Groove, but yeah. <laughs> Either one actually would be fine. Oh, also, did you notice the square trees? No, where were the square trees? <laughs> All through the woods area, like whenever um they look at the whole woods or when they're walking through it, anytime like after she turns sixteen, all the trees are square shaped. <laughs> well alright. Fascinating. You know, when they spent all that money on that scene, they didn't have money to like go in and animate trees, you know. Yeah. Make yeah. square. Just make them square, it's fine. We don't have yeah, time. Just just point to a part in the middle of the movie and just start watching, you'll notice that every tree is square shaped. <laughs> like popsicle trees. Yeah. Now, who are your favorite characters? You know, I gotta give a lot of respect to Fauna for trying to be the voice of reason in that house of insanity. Oh, yeah. Those Flora. Flora? No, Flora's the red one. Yeah. That's yeah. Fauna. Well, I said Fauna. Did I say Flora? No, you said Fauna. Well, I meant Fauna. The Flora was kind of running the house. Well, she, no, she was just bossy. Yeah. But, and yeah. You, you got Flora and Meriwether, who were really bossy. Yeah. You know, alpha women. And then you've got Fauna here trying to, like, be the voice of reason in the house to keep it from imploding. So I appreciated that. Okay. Matt? I'm still Team Maleficent. You never should have skipped her invite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say Meriwether. She was just a ball of fire. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that too. Although I think my favorite quote from the whole movie is um, when uh, Meriwether was donning that ugly ass dress. Whoops. <laughs> She's like, why does it look so bad? And Flora's like, because it's on you, dear. <laughs> that is one of the most savage lines of Disney for all time. My, my favorite is when Philip tells his father, it's the 14th century, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. You know, his dad was just really ready to be like, well, okay, let me talk to, let me talk to Stefan. This is fine. Yeah. I'm like, you're the king. You're the boss. What, what are you doing, man? <laughs> Did you notice that the queen never has a name? They yeah. never call her by a proper like they call the queen. Like even when they're talking about oh poor King Stefan and the queen. Yeah. Like, well, she also only has one line. Yeah. But yeah. She have a name. By the way, it's Flora that voices her as well. Oh. True. For her one line. Oh, that's interesting. Oh that's no. Probably why she wasn't given a name. Yeah. It's easier she to type. Like, Flora aren't you mad? Do, yeah. Doesn't she say, "Aren't you mad, Your Excellency," or something like that? Something like that. Oh, she yeah. does. You're right. Yeah. Two lines. Two lines. Two lines. Moving up. Still could have given like they could have given her a name or 
just said, oh, no, the poor king and queen. But just... Like, Stefan gets a name. Stefan gets a name. But then... And his wife. And his... And his infant bride. <laughs> it was the 14th century. It's the 14th century, Dad. Get with the times, man. Uh, yeah. So, who were your least favorite characters? Uh, I'm going to go with Hubert, but I don't necessarily know why. Okay. I guess because he, he betrothed his son to an infant child. <laughs> And why was he always also, over Also, I didn't even remember time. him until we watched this, so, you know. Yeah. He's, he's so creepy, I had washed him out of my memory. <laughs> I don't know that I dislike a character yeah. in this movie. Let's go with the musician in the... Uh, <laughs> okay. Sniping all the wine. He just snapped up the wine. He was not playing the boss tunes. He was just not doing his job. We need those tunes. We need we need the sweet tunes to get turned to. How are we gonna turn down for what? You cannot turn down for what. If there is no what. Or if there's foam in your cup. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think I had at least favorite character either. Um if I had to, it's that dumb henchman that was looking in every crib for the past 16 years. Cradle. Cradle, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Fools, as every villain says. Fools! <laughs> Idiots first, and then it was cool. Idiots. Idiots. And they said uh, idiot in a Disney movie. Yeah. Do they say idiot in a Disney movie now? I yeah, because I think Scar says fools and imbeciles, but I don't know that he says idiots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a different time. Yeah. It was the 14th century. <laughs> how, how, how Maleficent-ish is Scar? He's quite Maleficent-ish. I feel like that's a whole side conversation that you doesn't have to happen right now, but I feel like that's a whole conversation that could be had. Yeah. You're opening up another can of worms with how much uh, Scar is like Maleficent. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good worms. I got ditched at the party. I would have No, he ditched the party. Yeah, that's true. He yeah. was supposed to be yeah, he had Because he he's supposed there. to be the king. But has oh. his henchmen that don't I was next in line. Now this little twerp whatever it was he said. Uh, <laughs> no, but doesn't show up, has the henchmen that don't do their jobs. You know. It's kinda sassy pants and has a lot of black. I feel like that's a conversation that you could have. He has his henchmen do all the work. Has the henchmen do all the work? Walks saucily while, you know, inspecting his troops. I don't know. Just, I feel like it. I feel like it. And has a great voice. And both voice actors dealt with a um, problem with their vocal cords at one point. Yeah, uh, the voice of Maleficent have done voices in Disney World. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, the voice of Maleficent was suffering through tuberculosis. Oh. And she, wow. yeah. uh, when she was offered the role, and so she was about to turn it down, but then she got better and took the role. And in, like, the, case, in the case of uh, Scar with Jeffrey Irons, he was singing Be Prepared too many times that he lost <laughs> his voice, that Jim Cummings had to come in and redo that is his, his song at some point. <laughs> 
execs and they're like, hey, his voice is fine. And it's like, no, that's that's Jim Cummings. So favorite scenes? The Once Upon a Dream scene. I was going to say, you got to say that Once Upon a Dream scene or else uh, Walt Disney is going to be so sad. It's so stinky. It's so good. Yeah. There's owls in it. There's owls in it. They play a prominent role for all of that. Yeah, the, the owl scene is probably the best part of that. And I like that he keeps falling down and the birds have to pick him up like, come on, player, let's go. Because <laughs> every time like someone lets go of him, he just right back down to the ground. Oh, can we talk about how uh, poor uh, Philip treats his horse when they're going through all these briars and he's cutting all these briars in front of him, but not yeah. down at the bottom. Oh, yeah. And all horses having to, like, ride through all these, these briars that, you know, Philip's not cutting down for him. <laughs> and you never see him make it out alive. Or Samson. Where was he? We had, we had, we had his name right, too. Yeah. <laughs> Where was Samson's invitation to the whole coronation? Yeah. I don't know if Samson was there for seven-year-old Philip. No. Probably not. Or, you know, not brought inside. Yeah. Leave him outside. Have some beer. Uh, do you do you have a least favorite scene that you could just do without? The uh, infant betrothal. Yeah, but if you don't have the infant <laughs> betrothal, you don't well, like I say, it could have been a baptism or yeah. something like that, rather than a, hey, we're going to betroth this infant. But then they wouldn't be connected their entire But they don't need to be connected. He's just a passing prince. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I remember. Of course, I guess if you just kick with the passing prince, he's just Snow White. That's true. It was literally, literally just a passing prince. Yeah. Who kisses a girl who Princess fell asleep. <laughs> Kissing. Yeah. Yeah. Princes need to quit kissing corpses. Is yeah the big moral of the story here. Yeah. That actually is the honest to goodness. Actually, it seems that the moral is to keep doing that. Because they mm. right off with you on their yeah. That's even the payoff. You should not do that. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I have a least favorite scene in the movie. I mean, it's oh, that's a good sign. Work. Yeah. Yeah. It, just, it, it snaps right through. No, I don't. I don't dislike. Okay. Any, I don't, I don't, it's edited pretty cleanly. I don't. I don't dislike any segment of it. Fair enough. Um, I didn't that like the fairies leaving her, leaving her alone on her birthday. Yeah. I think the the scene that I would probably do without is the the whole book scene. I don't know. The, I don't know if the narrator needed to be there. I don't know. Because then the choir wouldn't have been there. Get rid of that pesky choir. Yeah, that repeats everything he says. We heard him the first time. We got it. He, he, we got it, choir. He needed the hype men. <laughs> you're not the, the muses from Hercules. Move away. <laughs> but it would have been better if they would have been. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you narrate a story. That honestly is so underrated. (laughs) (laughs) So the big question, would you watch Uh this movie again? Yes. (laughs) It's only because I'm going to watch it.
watch it again? Well, she's going to watch it. It's questionable because my child tends to reject watching princess movies. He does. He gets up if I don't if else. I don't convince him to, to watch like Moana or something, but yeah. But at least with Moana there's Maui. Yeah. There's not any like There's not a princess there's relief not, there's there. Not a strong male lead. Male lead yeah. in the, in this. Well, I mean, I guess Philip's not really a strong male lead. It's not there enough, yeah. It's like you like you said it's definitely more print, uh fairy driven. Yeah. And, I mean, I will watch it again, probably not soon, but if I'm scrolling through um, the Disney movies that we have, um, I might come across it and be like, oh, I'm going to watch this because I got to the end and they're waltzing off and, you know, Tchaikovsky's playing in the background and, you know, the dress is changing colors and the courtyard turns into sky and they're dancing off into the skyline. Like, it was still, like, for me, like, really satisfying in my soul. It was just one of those... That was great. And I wonder how much of that for me is just like remembering how it made me feel at when I was younger and how yeah. much of that is like the music, how much of that is just the animation and how like you said how good it looks now that it's been um like restored. I don't know. It was very satisfying. Come show me. mama how good you look. <laughs> 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 you threw off her groove. Um, other than the kind of cringy betrothal, there wasn't anything that made me think, "Oh, that's not as good as I remember it." It was mostly exactly as I remembered it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would definitely watch it again. I was pleasantly surprised, as you know, that I, I rated a C because I wasn't sure. Because I remember, like, the last time I watched it, I wasn't so into it. But since it has been restored and it's beautiful, as as um, uh, you said about the restoration, it I would probably watch it again um, a lot more on Disney+. Plus. I probably yeah. wouldn't take out my DVD again, but it's a really good movie. I, I forgot how good it was. It's just, it's really, like you said, the animation's beautiful. The music carries the movie. It honestly does. And it's just, it's really tight, the uh, the planning of this movie was. And there's not a lot of extra or wasted time. Yeah. That is so true. Hence the reason why you couldn't think of a least favorite scene at all. <laughs> there's nothing that you can really cut. Or it, because everything is pushing the story forward. Mm -hmm. So now, after watching it, what letter grade would you give it? I mean, I'm probably still a B minus, maybe a B. Okay. Take in it or leave it. Of, in terms of the time period, it's an A plus. Um, in terms of Disney, like in general, knowing what has followed, it's still an A, but maybe not like the strongest A. Okay. Like, it's. It's just, it's tight storytelling. Yeah. I if would... This movies, it would be an A+. Plus. <laughs> yeah. I could watch it more. <laughs> I would probably raise mine to, like, a solid B. Mm -hmm. um, probably because... Well, my son did like it. He was really into it. Um, mm -hmm. When the... Mm, 
Maleficent turned into a dragon. He was like, oh, no. Yeah. He was, like, really engaged and kept on asking <laughs> questions like, is she big now? And, like, he's he's three, so it's, like, weird questions. Yeah. like. <laughs> so much green i'm like yeah there's a lot of green <laughs> a lot of green like a matter of fact we were just talking about that <laughs> so yeah I, I would give it a b because i would probably rewatch it a couple of times um not as much as like the most modern movies that we have out now like i could watch tangled and princess of the frog and moana a million yeah. times but yeah. this one is just like special occasions type of thing all right, so that's what we thought about Sleeping Beauty. Average score of a B. <laughs> um, I know it's like a very popular movie. It goes down like in history as like one of the most prettiest princesses, like Matt has said. Um, most iconic because of Disneyland using Disneyland castle, yeah. the castle. But sh- the princess has like it's 17 lines, I think I read. So she's not very prominent, but I'm really surprised that a lot of my friends, their favorite princess is Aurora. I always question that because she doesn't have much to say. (laughs) Maybe that was the only VHS they had growing up. Maybe. She has a very good singing voice. She does. (laughs) Very mature for her age. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? It's because of those fairies. Yeah. (laughs) That power is... Or that magic is powerful. Yeah. Wants Disney magic, so. Yeah. So thank you again, Matt and Christina, for joining me and reliving Sleeping Beauty once again. Uh, I hope anyone who has listened to us loved this episode, loved uh, listening to our take on Sleeping Beauty. Uh, If you've watched it recently, tell us what you think. If it has stood the test of time for you, if if it's one of your favorites or your least favorites, tell us why. You can find Matt at Daddy Does Disney on Twitter. You can find Christina at Mama Does Disney on Twitter. Uh, anything else that you two have coming up that you want to plug real quick? No, I don't I mean, think so. No. Disney at a distance. Disney. <laughs> And, of course, I will leave all of that information down in the show notes below for you guys to check out later or to bug them on Twitter later. Uh, Thank you again. And don't forget, we're not just watching movies. We're making memories. See you next time. Bye.